Hi, and welcome to Falling Star, a Star Wars D6 RPG actual play podcast. I'm Jesse the Game Master, and thanks once again for listening. Let me start by giving a shout-out to the guys over at RankerPit.com for all their great feedback on the podcast so far, and a second shout-out over to the Shooting Womp Reds podcast. D6 for life, yo! Secondly, if you'd like to contact us and have feedback or questions, you can reach us at swfallingstar at gmail.com, or feel free to leave us a review over on iTunes. Just search for Star Wars D6. This episode will begin the second of our two prequel gaming sessions before the main campaign of Falling Star. We'll call it episode minus one, for lack of a better term, as this episode takes place several years before the events of episode zero. That's okay, because it involves a totally different cast of characters. A few notes, too, for the people listening. We're joined midway through the adventure by Dave and Henry. This is Henry's first experience with an RPG, so he and Dave decided to jointly play a single character, a Arabelle Padawan named Zengak. I regret to say that I didn't get an introduction recorded for them, and they were only with us for part of our recording, but mercifully, Zengak has a graceful way in and out of the scenario, and I'll break into the recording when those occur. So, without further ado, I give you part one of episode minus one, Dark Summoning. Once again, we'll go around the table. I'm Jesse. I'm the Game Master. I'm Jason. I'm the player. <laughs> I'm Stephanie. I'm also a player. And Jason and Stephanie, who are you playing today? I'm playing Duel. I'm playing Loda, the young Jedi. Okay. And you want know, to tell us a little bit about uh, Duel, what, what species is he at least, and uh, coloration? He's a Togruta. Togruta, okay. And... They're I'm not sure what color they are. I've seen green. Green and through orange. orange. Pretty in pretty much anything. They have sort of a conical head. Well, you know what? Uh, or I'll horns be, in their head. I'll be blue just to be different. Okay. You have head tails, too, that sort of hanging out. Yeah. And I'm just kind of getting a sense of uh, who I am. I'm really... I feel like I'm the most grown up here. Okay. And uh, not quite sure why somebody else is in charge. And more and more mystified the longer time goes on, because they seem to be less and less informed the more I get to know them. Okay. And Stephanie? Um, I am Loda Tubik, and I don't see you my... Were, you were, I believe you're a human, it, despite what that says. I believe you're, you're playing Okay, human. I was going to say, I don't see a species. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, studying to be a Jedi. Okay. We're going to start with a, as is traditional with Star Wars. And how do you pronounce Zahin Ev? Zane, uh, Zane Ev. Okay. And as is traditional, we will start with the Star Wars crawl. And I will narrate for those playing at home. Episode minus one, the summoning. The Jedi Order is all but extinct. The few Jedi who escaped the devastation of the Clone Wars and the execution of Order 66 have been relentlessly hunted by the servants of Emperor Palpatine. Most deadly of these, Darth Vader continues his relentless destruction of the remnants of the once powerful Order. Fleeing from this pursuit, Zaynev and her apprentices move from world to world, trying to keep the dying ember of the Jedi Order from becoming extinguished forever. Now... As is traditional, we're in space. We we're hand down to a Star Destroyer. <laughs> not today. I'm not bound to a Star Destroyer today, though. That is sort of the way it goes. But uh, 
you guys have all been traveling uh, with Zane for two, three, four years, um, sort of living this meager existence, moving from world to world. Um, a lot of what you've been doing is hitching rides, suddenly, mysteriously getting the cash at the last minute to uh, to get a, a to buy passage, whatever it takes to move from world to world. Every place you get to, uh, this woman, who, this Omawati, she's a pale white, she's got sort of a, um, a pink, almost pink or light blue, uh, it varies between the sort of, it's iridescent almost in her hair, um, very tall and thin, not exactly gaunt, but certainly not as robust as, say, just your average human, um. And everywhere you go, she she plops you down for a day or two, declares that the uh, that whatever place you're on is not the right place, and moves you on to the next place. It is you're not suffering, but you're not living the lap of uh, living in the lap of luxury either, um, and. You have just you've been at this last planet for about a week. Um, and buried amongst my stack of papers. I actually had the last of the details I was going to give you. Um, she has your own personal connection with it. Uh, oops. Nope. Uh, that's not it either. Lord. In case you guys hadn't noticed, I'm not having a good day for organization. It was kind of sad because you worked on this a ton this week. Well, that and taxes. Most people say death and taxes is for you. It's Star Wars. You say that, like, you know, the whole plot of the first movie didn't involve the taxation of trade routes. Uh, however you came to be here, you've been apprenticed to Jedi Zainab for several years. The Omawadi has kept you moving from place to place, refusing to stay in one location for longer than a couple of days. Each time you visit a new refuge, a city, a new planet, she quickly declares the place not the right place, but it will do for a day or two. She refuses to allow any advanced technology that would allow you to be tracked, including any form of outside communication. Still, she's kept you safe, and though it's always been a meager existence, food and money are tight, but through creative procurement... She has been able to ensure that you always at least get a meal. Most of your travel has been hopping for freighters, either by paying minimal fees or working it off, by, or simply sneaking aboard. When you've never had much money on hand, she will sometimes leave you for a few hours, return with enough to buy whatever is needed, be it passage or supplies. She's evasive about how she makes this money. The current planet you are on is called Arcos, and you've put down here for a whole week, which is something of a rarity. But once again, you've been uh, told you're moving on, and this time bound for Nagular. She has ordered both of you to the market. Uh, you are currently camped outside of town in what amounts to little, uh, some old ruined buildings. The, sort of a uh, medieval feel. And if you think about it, every place that she's ever taken you to is has this medieval feel to it. It's, it's an, an old castle, an old uh, ruin possibly hundreds, maybe even thousands of years old uh, that is 
broken down, but every place that she declares is not the right place. Um, as always, your lightsabers must be concealed on your person and not used except for the most dire of circumstances. So the camera pans in on these two companions who are traveling through the marketplace. It is a crowded marketplace filled with um, not a large variety. This is kind of a backwater planet, so there's not a large number of different species here. Maybe, you know, a, a family or a clan might have camped out, out and sort of formed this makeshift city. And But there are a few spaceships that come and go, uh, bringing trade goods. There's farming communities. But among the species, there's, you know, you've got just your average human mix, but you've also got Twi'leks, the ones with the head tails, other species with head tails. Uh, there, you've got um, a couple of the other more more common species in the galaxy floating around. No, nothing really exotic, to be honest. Maybe an Arcana here, a couple of um, of Hammerheads, Ithorians, um, but nothing nothing too out of the ordinary. A couple of Jawas that wander to and fro. Why have we been sent to the marketplace again? Just to pick up supplies. for You guys are running low on on food and rations for your next top of the trip, so okay. you've been given sort of a, a shopping list. So you are in the center of this market. Um, I'm assuming you're both you have weapons concealed. You're not... What weapon? <laughs> the, you're not familiar with it, this place, so you're going to have to... You've never even been into the, the town. You, you, saw, you landed, immediately left. You have, this is the first time you guys have been, even been allowed to the market. So what do you think? We should follow our nose? Sounds like a good a strategy as any. I'm tired of being herded around. Let's get something to eat, then we'll go shopping. Always go shopping on a full stomach. Sounds like a plan. Okay. So you're looking for a restaurant or a... a street vendor, a street restaurant, vendor. Or, uh, restaurant uh, stand-up place. Okay. Uh, give me a streetwise roll. Both of you, or either of you. Whoever's doing the navigating. Disagree with you. So. Uh, Streetwise is four D for me. How are you doing? Five D plus one. Oh, you're in the lead. <laughs> Can I assist? Uh, honestly, probably better making a separate roll. Okay. This isn't. Fourteen, fifteen. Okay. Thirteen. All right, the, you're, you are aware. Thirteen is aware that you have. Um, there are a number of vendors that will generally be on the side streets in this type of community. They, this type of community is not a big city, so the, um, but it is regulated. From what you just can see of a police presence, there's it is regulated. So, if you want to buy something. Uh, it, the the main markets, the main actual stores, have petitions and that sort of thing to 
have forced these people off the street, the street vendors. So if you want to find them, then you're going to have to go out to the, a side street. You are aware that in addition to that fact, street vendors are also, if they're operating illegally, they probably don't have as strong a health code <laughs> regulations, and the food may not be as safe there, but probably cheaper than what you can buy in the restaurant. So you can make a decision as to which, where you want to eat. How picky are you going to be about clean? Well, I haven't been picky so far. I've just eaten what's in front of me, right. unfortunately. Well, let's head down this this back street and see what there is down there. Okay. Yeah, it smells not bad. Not bad. And sure enough, you by traveling down a back street, you do find a number of vendors, um, one selling some sort of hot, sweet, sticky substance that uh, comes on a stick and uh, another one is selling what appear to be whole animals of some kind, also on a stick. Interestingly, this seems to be every food that they offer on this planet seems to be on a stick. Um, It may just be a cultural thing or maybe they just have a lot of sticks and not a lot of plates, but um, (laughs) everything seems to be served on a stick. There's probably some other things you could find if you are, are really picky. Nothing smells too offensive so far. Okay. How about that one? Doesn't smell too bad. The whole animal? Mm, no, the one next to it with just the chunks. Sure. Okay. And this is a, a very poor looking uh, younger person, probably not much older than yourselves. Um, he's human male, uh, dark skin, uh, badly cut hair. Um, he's not dirty, but he's not exactly um, clean. And, and but neither are you guys, for that matter. <laughs> so, uh, and he, you know, you ask about prices. He, it's you know two credits for a meal for both of you. No, one credit. Your stuff isn't that good. Man, I gotta I, I got eat too. And as much as, you know, my I, this is food, I, my boss says I gotta sell this stuff and I can't take this home. So, two credits. I ain't got room to bargain. Two credits and you throw that in. That one that's half-baked. Come on. All right. Just don't tell nobody. Who? What? I don't know anything about what you're talking about. Go ahead and grab the meat on a stick and kind of turn around where, you know, I can be kind of hidden and (laughs) munch it down. Don't want to be seen in public eating because, you know, then somebody may get in trouble. Um... I seek some information from him okay. about um, where we might find a good price on some of the stuff on our list. So, some of the supplies that we need. Um, give me a persuasion roll. How good are my feminine wiles, given that I'm about his age? And I have nothing next to persuasion, so that makes it 3D plus 1. 
blowing. Uh, yeah, you can probably find something over at the the market down down the way. Uh, it's kind of a backwater shop. They it's a lot less expensive than the the main street front places. Um, my family shops there most of the time. They get uh, it's not great food, but you know what around here is. That's fair. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the vendor? Are you asking for his name or the the the, the shop? The shop. The He's shop. Directing this too. It's uh, Kegels. There goes that K. <laughs> you put me on the spot. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Now, I don't want to be walking around without a receipt for anything that we've got. So maybe we should buy a little bit up front and then buy the majority in the back. That way we have a receipt. We look like we're kind of legitimate. Well, he, he, He's not... The store that he's actually sending you to is an actual, still a store. It's not a, he's not sending you to the back door of the store. Okay. He's sending you to a, an actual store. It's just not, you know, the, the name brand market. Okay. I didn't know if it was unlicensed. No, it, it, he's sending you to basically you pull the aside the curtain and. <laughs> no, it's the equivalent to like a save a lot or something okay. like that. He's sending us to Big Lots instead of Kroger. Okay, so I'm assuming you're heading there. Is there? Try to follow his directions as best as possible. Um, you know, keep my eye out for uh, Kakels. Okay. You managed to find your way up there without too many problems. It's you know just down a corner and around the way. You have to dodge out of the way of a speeder truck that's trying that's unloading some that's you know coming down to make the delivery. Uh, but they they make the delivery and you can move on from there. There's a number of sort of hovering droids floating through the the town. Some, a couple of smaller units. The those really ubiquitous uh, mouse droids. Even here on this imperial world, on this world that's kind of a minor imperial presence, uh, those mouse droids are, are still prevalent. Uh, the one thing that you notice, and, but have never noticed, or rather, you, I should probably say that there is no. Stormtrooper presence. There's no Imperial military presence here, which is expected. There's none of the planets you've ever been to have you even really seen a stormtrooper, which is a little unusual in and of itself. She's somehow managed to keep you guys well out of the way of the Imperial military. You're not sure by what means. Just randomly picking a planet, you're not going to. Almost any planet you land on, there is going to be some stormtrooper presence. Just whether it's keeping the locals in line, or and that's something that's increased in in recent years. So we're actually, um, I should have mentioned this before. We're actually uh, twelve years, give or take, after the Battle of Yavin. After or before? No, I'm sorry. Uh, wow, after Order sixty six. Oh, okay. So. Um, it's we're a number of years um, even before our last ca- uh, incident. Hmm. 
but the Stormdreamer presence across the galaxy has been steadily increasing as more and more clones and more and more people are joining Imperial, the Imperial Army in just in general. Um, the Empire has made it publicly known across that they are recruiting stormtroopers, uh, not just clones, they're now recruiting directly from the population as well. That may be a reaction to they can't keep up with the need for stormtroopers or what the deal is, but they are clearly expanding their horizons as far as what they're adding to the military. The Old Republic had no standing army, and the Empire seems like everyone and their brother's a member <laughs> of the military. Don't you find it continually strange that we don't ever run into stormtroopers? Ever. It does seem a bit odd. You think maybe she's leading us into a trap? No, I think she's protecting us from being noticed. Maybe she's gathering us up for Vader. No. There'd be no reason to gather us all together, then turn us in all at once. It'd be easier to just turn us in if she found us. Well, just keep it in mind. Watch her. You know, I know that you've been with her longer, but, you know, something still seems fishy to me. Even after all this time. Hmm. But you know I have a lot more trust in Zane than you do. So, anyway, let's go get some food. Okay. Well, you make your way to this shop front, and as is typical for pretty much any shop in most of the galaxy, it's very, very flashy. Even even off Main Street, if they can afford play a actual building of their own, it's flashy and gaudy with lots of neon. Uh, and with you know, some places have holograms of various aliens and, and humans you know, offering their endorsement, and other places, uh, you know, have big hollow displays of their of their products. Uh, this is not quite that fla- that elaborate, but it's still flashy and gaudy, and and um, mostly in pinks and greens. And why anyone would want to buy their food at a place you know with those colors on? You know, most stores that sell food, at least try and maintain an air of cleanliness, and they don't want to cast their food in a green light because it makes everything look diseased, but you know, this place seems to either be owned by someone who's colorblind, or (laughs) Hey, at least it's not blue. Blue's the least appetizing color. Ahem. For food. You're not advocating being eaten, are you? No. Okay. It's not easy being blue. So I've heard. Get out the data pad. Get one of the repulsor lift shopping carts and sleds. Or, I'm, how much are we getting? Are we getting like, you know, where we need the, the flatbed, or do we, or do we just need like shopping carts? You're mainly just there for emergency rations. And it's basically protein bars. So you're not, you're not going to look, and it's real high density stuff. Uh, so you, you can be carted easily. You're not going to need 
Um, you've got a water purifier back at camp, so mainly you just need more energy bars. Pushing the repulsor lift cart. Okay. <laughs> and you finish... This apparently has a bad wheel because it's squeaking. <laughs> it squeaks just like my dog. <laughs> Funny, that repulsor lift has a... Sound to it. Yeah. Need some some space oil. So you you're able to make your purchases without without too much incident, and uh, I'm assuming you guys are going to head straight back from once you've made your purchases. You're going to head straight back to camp. Yeah. Um, make sure that the purchases are. I mean, can we like put them in a back? Can I like put them in a backpack that I have or something to leave my hands free? Yeah, you know, you can, you can okay. carry them back, back. I just want to make sure that my hands are free. Yeah, shoulder pack. Okay, so you guys are headed straight back from there. Are you making any side trips or anything else on the way back to, to the camp? Nope, I can't think of anything. I think we should go straight back. Okay, give me a perception check, both of you. Twelve. Eight. Okay. You make it back to camp without too much issue. Your actual camp is, in, like as I said, in this ruin. Uh, there's a couple of rooms that are still intact. Uh, very stone architecture. Uh, very much old school castle. Not We're not talking palace, we're talking castle. Um, there's a few rooms. There are no doors between the rooms. Um, but beyond that, you're really just not a whole lot of privacy or anything like that. Uh, you come back and you find uh, Zane. She's sitting there in a meditation pose and just completely silent. She's got her back to you, but as you guys walk into the room, that took long. Next time, do it yourself. Zane, we were unfamiliar with the town. This was the first time we'd been in. I see. Well, your food, was it tasty? It was serviceable. Better than rations. Next time, bring some back for me. Also helped us find decent bargains on the supplies. You got the ration then? Yep, right here. We leave in the morning. Where to this time? Oh, oh, wait a minute. You can't tell us, can you? Where we're going, not that important. What we find there, that important. But the journey, the journey is what is really important. What you discover along the way, important. But not so important as the journey. But the destination, even less important. What you wear, even less important than that. <laughs> and she cracks a smile. It's clear that she that was a deliberate attempt at humor. <sighs> Same old Zane. Same old Zane. Zenkak is resting. <laughs> okay, so you have returned. Uh, you have checked in with your Jedi Guardian. So you guys uh, presumably can, can bunk down for the night. Um, if there's anything you guys are going to do before you you bunk down for the night, nope. 
Nothing here. No. Okay. So morning comes, and mercifully nothing has has happened yet. And you pack up the camp, and once you have packed up your limited belongings and stowed it and gathered up, you know, what little personal possessions you actually own, you make your way back into the city and to the starport. Well, again, uh, not much of a starport, but a couple of landed ships in a field <laughs> outside of town. Uh, and there's a, a, a Lentillion short hauler, because I'm feeling nostalgic, parked there. This is a... has a rounded front, a curved front like this, and uh, with a large bay window that you can see out. It sort of bulks up in the back, almost... Almost like a bee shape, or wa- uh, not. It doesn't narrow like a, a bee or a wasp does. But other than that, if you sort of smoothed out a bee, that's sort of the shape it has. And in fact, it has two wings that fold up about three quarters of the way to the aft of the ship that fold up like this. That go from this very much like like wings. Um, they don't stick out like wings, but they're solar panels. Uh, and there's a turret-mounted gun on top, and it has this very elaborate landing system because. Uh, with very spindly legs that it it sits on, but it's parked there. Zane, that ship, that that is the ship we take. Now, about paying for passage, you, Duel, Loda, Zenkak, go wait over by the trash cans over there. I will be back very shortly. Great. I go sit by the refuse. She treats us like trash. Interesting. Okay. And you guys following orders? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, are you going to watch where she goes? Are you going to follow her or just let her let her do her thing? I'm going to let her do her thing. Yeah. Okay. So she is going to... she. I'm looking for her to get hoist by her own petard. She returns back to the trash. Things are all set. We are prepared to go. I have arranged passage. I want you all to... Follow along and try and stay out of sight, as always. You don't have to be hidden, but don't make a, a scene. And she strides up to the boarding ramp of the short hauler and goes up without... I mean, no one says anything to her. She just walks in like she owns the place. And <clears throat> goes up into the ship. And there are cabins on the left side. I think on the, on the tip they call it port. On the port side, there are cabins for each of you. You're welcome to make yourself at home. I've been told it will be two days before we reach our next destination. Okay, Zane. I go ahead and board and walk up the boarding ramp and uh, look in the first cabin. Nah, pretty shabby. Uh, look in the second cabin. Mm, nah, too nice. And then look in the third <laughs> cabin and it's just right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Goldilocks. <laughs> I take the one that's too nice for okay. <laughs> the fool. I'll take the shabby one, I guess. Maybe something interesting in there. Okay. Yeah. Well, Barbell aren't terribly well adapted to sleeping in a cushioned bed, but eh, you'll make do. It may be a little, a little chilly for you as well. It's, the ship is uh, really designed for, and most of the passengers are human, so Barbell may be a little bit remarked, but you're, you're not cold-blooded like... <sighs> Like a true lizard, mm. but you you actually do have you're actually an endotherm, so it's okay. You're not gonna you're gonna 
be lethargic or anything, but you're not necessarily comfortable. Uh, Zane comes in, checks it, it on you. Uh, you hear the sounds of crew boarding in the background, uh, a couple of humans, and one's a brack. It's a, a humanoid with a little tiny horns on their head. Uh, same species as Darth Maul without the massive tattoos all over his body. Um, but they're not all evil, it's just he was. Uh, but you know, they carry, they're carrying a couple of crates of cargo and moving back and forth, prepping the ship for launch. Not a whole lot very exciting, and they don't really pay you guys much attention. They, they acknowledge that you're there, they step around you, they're not, you know, they're not oblivious to your presence or anything, but they're... So, is there any... Uh, but other than that, the ship's getting prepped for launch, and you guys are... Is there anything you guys want to do while you're here? Or? Yeah, I'm just going to hang out in my cabin and uh, keep the door open and just watch everybody take stuff on and off. Okay. Zengak? Uh, let's go down and see see what the see what the cargo looks like. Okay. Is, is, um, you you noticeable about the uh, the cargo? Well, it, mostly it's standard shipping crates. Uh, some of it's marked with Imperial. Some of it's they're older crates. They still bear old Republic seals, but they're not. You know, it's not contraband or anything like that. It's just um, cargo that's been stacked. You know, the container's been kicking around for 20 or 30 years, so it's still got the old paint markings on it. It's still... Um, some of them are labeled food stuff. Some of it's labeled, um, you know, machine parts, which is <laughs> kind of a catch-all for anything. Uh, you know, hyperdrive motivators and, and, you know, mass conversion tools and whatever. Um, nothing that well. immediately strikes you as, as out of the ordinary. If you would like to make a... Knowledge roll if you have any specialized skills in knowledge. If you look at your knowledge skill, your knowledge attribute, it'll be in bold. Right. And anything that you think would fit under that, that you feel is applicable. I don't... I've got intimidation and geology, I guess. Okay. You can, you can roll... I will allow you to roll your geology in this case, so... If you don't have a skill, you can still make a roll, you just have to roll the attribute that applies. So, in this case, you roll whatever you're, whatever is listed next to geology. All right. So you want to do that? So this is four plus the one special die. Is that? Um, actually, it's four dice, and then you add one to whatever the result is. Ah, okay. And the special die is included in the four. Yeah. yeah. So three dice plus a special die, and and then add one to the total. So figure out which one's the special die. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and roll it. Okay. The special die only is different in the occasion that it rolls a six or a one. Like if the special die rolls anything else, it's just count the total. So what's your total there? We're at fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. There, you There is one box that is some specialized mining equipment um, that you are familiar that you would be familiar with. It it does include a uh, like a laser drill. The high-end laser drill. It's disassembled in the box, but it's a high-end laser drill designed to punch through uh, big sections of rock to expose. It's designed to create like a, a column straight down, where they could you know, then send a probe down and see what's 50 meters okay. below the surface or something like that. But and you've seen these before, but it's not. It's not a contraband. It's nothing. Nothing terribly unusual for this situation. 
Watching so, all the crew and cargo people go back and forth, are they all human? Plus the Zabrak, yeah. The oh, that's right, yeah. But yeah, there's no one. No one stands out as they're all human or near human. Anything you're going to do? I'm going to hang out in my room and practice my uh, Jedi mind control by lifting things. Okay, so you're going to practice your telekinesis. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, the ship lifts off, and you hear the you know the pressure seals the the doors and. Uh, you sort of feel the the rumble of the ship as it takes off, launches into space, and so far the trip is completely uneventful. You jump into hyperspace after about 20 minutes of flight time. It's an uneventful trip. So you have two days really to kill time. Zane checks in on you. She eats meals with you. She's not avoiding you in any way. And you guys can eat in the common room with the rest of the crew. Um, mostly it's, they tell them a lot of off-color jokes or... Um, these are working class people. They they don't appear to be having any conversations that are indicate they're doing anything illegal. They're just essentially space truckers, is what it comes down to. Um, they they're all very familiar with each other. They don't find it unusual that they've taken on passengers for this trip. It's not in any way, you know, this is kind of standard procedure for them. You don't get this the in the, the quarters that you're in don't are set up for guest quarters. They're not... It doesn't look like someone was booted off the ship. They they hire the ship out as, as transport. So is there any other inquiries you'd like to make while you're on ship or anyone you want to talk to? I don't think it's going to make a difference, um, but I'm going to try to identify all of the humanoid species, what world they come from by their accents and their appearance. Okay. That'll be a culture's role. Sure it won't be alien species? Uh, you can... Alien species would be is more about actual biology, um, but so if you're going by accents, I'm going to charge it to cultures or languages, which okay. I think that uh, yellow is my force. Seven, nine, fourteen, seventeen, uh, just seventeen. Okay. Uh, there's definitely a Corellian accent in there. Um, someone who's from. Uh, and then the Zabrak, you can't really place his. His is pretty obscure. And one person who's definitely from the core. He's got a very... Which is would be Coruscant or some of the other Imperial Capital worlds. So um, he's definitely got a strong accent from there. But other than that, it's not nothing immediately identifable. And what's the name of the ship? Quick credit. Once again, just in case, I notice where the lifeboats are and... I read through the little safety pamphlet. There is one escape pod. Okay. <clears throat> with room for six people in it. I pretty much keep to myself in my own room because, aren't I, other than Zane, am I the only woman on board? Yes. Yeah, Zane and you are the only women aboard. Just not to say that a lot of these crews are egalitarian, it just happens to be that this one is mostly man. So where does where does the uh, the alien hang out? Both of you guys. Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Zabrak. Yeah. Honestly, he's well integrated into the crew. He he doesn't keep to himself or anything like that. These guys have worked together. Clearly, worked together for years. Mm-hmm. So it, they aren't quite so segregated. Now, the Empire in general has become. Any of you who have spent any time in Imperial worlds, 
would know that the Empire is becoming increasingly segregated and anti-alien, but it's not, in this environment, that's not really realistic. So the, these guys are just crew and friends. They're just floating okay. in space. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I've got nothing proactive to do except wander around behind her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, we're gonna fast forward a little bit. You guys, you guys land successfully on the planet, and you uh, take your leave of the ship. The captain mentions in, pa- in passing to Zane as you're leaving, "We'll be here on planet for three or four days. Uh, if you decide you don't like this planet." Because uh, clearly she's had some sort of conversation that she didn't like the last couple places you've been. And she immediately, as soon as you guys you know, leave the ship, sets out. Just shoulders her back and sets out and she makes a beeline out of town. Um, I'm assuming you guys are all following unless someone wants to say something different. Mm. Do you want uh, to explore the town on your own or are you going to follow her? I'm going to follow her, but I'm going to go last. Okay. I'll follow her. Okay. Same. Okay. All right. Well, she finds yet another, after several hours of walking, she finds yet another broken down castle. That it seems like that she has some sort of penchant for these broken down medieval esque ruins. Every place she finds is this broken down type place that's clearly been deserted for decades, uh, and she just walks in, doesn't bother to check for anything, she's not looking around at anything, but she gets to the, she comes to one portion of the castle, and she walks in, like over here, and there's these two bridges that extend to another part of the castle, to another part of the castle, and there's this, this castle is actually on the edge of a big cliff, and um, there's a castle in Scotland, I keep forgetting the name of it, but it, it sits out, actually on this rocky outcropping, and there's a bridge that's been, that was there at one point looks like some of the rock has fallen away and it's all that's left is on this one rocky precipice out there um, and that's very much what this is the, there's this gap that falls away to the ocean 600 meters below I mean this is a huge huge cliff that just drops away and she it's, uh, comes to the edge of the cliff she looks at these two bridges that extend over to the castle she looks back and forth at you guys and declares this this is it. This is the place. And she just pauses for a second. And she gets very quiet. A minute goes by. Two minutes. And she's just... It's like she's stealing herself or lost in thought or something. You guys are not quite sure what to make of it. So she And she's just going to sit there staring. She'll stay there, there. She'll sit there staring as long as you guys are going to let her. Um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, use some force power. Okay. Uh, she seems to be concentrating. I'm going to go ahead and concentrate as well. Okay. Um, and kind of see why this might be the best place. Okay. Which what power are you going to use? Far seeing. Okay. Go ahead and make a far seeing roll. Now, uh, Dave, the one thing I didn't mention to you is that on this last sheet. That last stack of sheets mm-hmm. is a list of available force powers to you. Um, the most of them you can probably get a quick sense of whether or not they're applicable based on um, just by the name. Okay. So remain conscious probably not very particularly useful in this circumstance, but um, mm-hmm. 
he's using Farseen, which is uh, basically a um, uh, prognostication tool, if anything, uh, or, or scrying, okay. <laughs> if you will. Now, um, do I roll both the control and sense dice, or is it... You roll both, but because this you're not in a combat situation, you can rank one and then the other and not suffer a, a, a die penalty. I don't understand. Okay, if you were trying to activate one of the like lightsaber combat in a single action, you're actually making two rolls. You suffer a die penalty because you're making two rolls simultaneously. Gotcha. So because you're not because you're in an environment where you don't have to worry about time, you can go ahead and activate one then the other. So the first is just to sort of clear your mind. The second one is actually to cast your vision out. Okay. And I'm looking into the future. Okay. Do I have six in the wild? Yeah. Uh, so we're 10, we're 13, we're 19, 20. Okay. Make the sense roll now? That was the sense roll. Oh, you had to roll the control. You had to, isn't it control plus sense? Or control and then sense? Yes, each one's 3D. So I just rolled them all once. Oh, no, okay. You roll one and then the other. Oh, okay. Sorry, I meant... Uh, That's good. There's a 16. 18. There's 18. So that's the control. That makes the control roll. How long are the bridges? 10 for the sense roll. About 30 meters long. I'm sorry. 10 for the sense roll. 10 for the sense roll. In the course of concentrating, you sense flashes of something, and then you get a sense of. Conflict, some sort of conflict. Uh, in the future, it's a little hard to tell when. Then, uh, a, a vision of something falling. Whether it's a person, a thing, it's not clear. So that's about all you can get out of, out of that. Okay. Well, that's no clue as to why this is the right place. <laughs> <laughs> Zenkak or Loda? Um, can I turn on Danger Sense? Sure. Go ahead and make your roll. I'm not sure. What... Sense difficulty moderate or attacker's control roll. So there's no attacker in this case. Go ahead and make you, make a, a sense roll. So sense is 40. Okay. You do not sense any danger at this moment. Okay. You you can actually keep... That's one other thing. Some of these powers say they can be kept up. If they are kept up, you only make the roll to establish the power. Um, But as long as you keep it up, you can consider doing another action. So any other dry rolls you make on top of it are like you are taking two actions that round. I will keep it up. Okay. The 10 actually doesn't make the, the moderate difficulty anyway, so you didn't quite establish it, but you don't sense any danger. <laughs> okay, so I, did, so I know that I didn't establish it, so there's right. no reason to try to keep it up. I should just try it again next turn? You can try it. Yeah, you can, you can try it again. We'll clear your mind. Spend a few minutes. And remember, you can always, any task that you're doing, you can spend around, or spend twice as much time as it normally takes, if it normally takes one round to establish it, if you take two rounds, or um, you uh, then you get an extra die. Uh, if you take twice as long to prepare the task, 
So any task that, that applies to pretty much any task. So if you want to, I'll go ahead and make that roll for you just in case. Okay, and you establish it this time, and you, but you still don't sense any danger. Okay. You can keep it up. Sorry, I should have mentioned that before. On the, is there anything you would like to do? Burn on the turn on life detection. Okay. What does it say there for the sense difficulty? Very easy. Very easy if the subject has force skills or is force sensitive. Moderate if not. Okay. Modified by relationship, his power may be kept up. Okay. Go ahead and roll your sense. Which is at the bottom of your character sheet. This is what. Then. Okay. Your control, sense, and alter is your three fourth skills. Right. Yeah. Okay. So. Two. Okay. That's a what nine? Nine. Okay. You do not sense any life in the area. Nothing. Wait. A very easy, to, just to give you an idea, very easy is a five, is a five, like three to five as a difficulty. So even with that roll, that you, there's a good chance you're not detecting anyone with force powers in the area. Okay. So you've all been concentrating on the force. Finally, after about ten minutes, if no one's no one's going to say anything to her. <laughs> after about ten minutes, she finally he, he says. Thank you for the moment. It is a hard thing to be confronted with one's destiny. Whatever you say, lady. <laughs> and she she finally just uh, hefts her pack again and, and makes her way across the bridge. Now the bridges are pretty rickety, but they're they're metal. They're, they're metal bridges, actually. And they're pretty rickety, but they seem safe at the moment. They make your way across, and she immediately starts setting up camp. But she does, unlike every previous place that you've been, she tells you guys where you guys' beds are going to be. She says, you will sleep in this room. My place is the tower. And she immediately just turns her back on you guys and leaves. Uh, and makes her way up, like, two flights of stairs. It's not, this isn't a, a tall tower or anything. She, it's really the remnants of a tower. <laughs> she disappears up there. My danger sense is still on. Is okay. there anything? No. You're still not sensing any danger. You're still not sensing any life, at least that has the force running, and you... Uh, I'm <laughs> chilling in the room. Okay. I go exploring. Okay. Mm-hmm. What Are you expo- looking for anything in particular, or...? Um, just walking around to see what's here and making sure that there's no... Unexpected um, hidden traps or doors or anything like that. Okay. Uh, give me a search roll. Fifteen. Oh no, seventeen. There are some. There's nothing like of value that you find here, but there are a number of places where the walls seem to be a little more precarious than others. Little pla- like the the building is crumbling. This is definitely an old ruin. Um, Places that maybe, you know, if you were thinking in those directions, a lightsaber could bring down in just a stroke or two. If you wanted to bring down that section of the of the castle, um, like a wall, a section of wall, not the whole castle, but a section of the wall it would would come down pretty easily. Uh, but nothing, nothing that step that uh, comes across as immediately uh, of value or, or trapped or anything like that. 
Zenkak or Duel? I'd be looking for something to eat. You're going out back um, in for wildlife? Are you going back into town? Or are you going to... I'm searching around the castle. I'm seeing if we have anything other than those damn ration bars. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, this place has been abandoned for years. There, there's, I mean, any food you're going to find is of the rotted variety. Um, certainly, it, certainly, this castle is probably pre-space flight. Even mm-hmm. uh, not, nothing's going to be preserved that long. Um, Maybe a Twinkie, but <laughs> what's the world like? I mean, is it like you know? dusty like Tatooine or is it temperate or this world is stormy um, lightning constantly sort of plays across the sky um, you, at least in the very very short time you've been here you don't get a sense that the lightning struck the ground or anything like that it seems mostly an atmospheric phenomenon we're gonna look for weapons you're gonna look for weapons okay give me a search roll which is under perception. If you do not have the skill, then roll perception. And don't forget to include the force die. Which is the reddish thing. It doesn't matter which one. It doesn't matter. Just as long as one one of them them stands out. The force die was a one. Okay. 18 plus one. 19. On a one on the wild die any of the following things happen and it's my choice nothing uh, I can take both the wild die and your highest die so it's a, I take the six and the one and you'd just be left with your other two dice or I can rule a mishap meaning something that you you did everything fine but just bad luck mm-hmm. so uh, in this case we're going to in this case you come across a section of the castle you, you actually do find something that could be used as a club, but it's not a weapon in, per se. But in the course of doing that, you dislodge a, um, a number of small creatures that seem to have made their home here. They're semi-insect. Uh, they're something between an insect and a rat. It's not quite clear. If you really care about the species that much, you can you can make a uh, alien species uh, roll to uh, identify it. Other than that, you can, they are swarming. There's probably 15 of them all in a swarm, and they are not flying, but they are crawling everywhere, and they are making their way towards your boots or your clawed feet, actually. Take out your lightsaber and yeah, whack at them. Really? Yeah. Take out the lightsaber and whack them. Yeah. Okay. So you can lightsaber. You can just use your straight lightsaber skill, which is five D. Um, you can activate. You can attempt to activate your lightsaber combat skill, um, which lightsaber combat is a little more complicated. But it basically means you get to add. Once you activate it, you it means you get to add your. Uh, sense skill to your lightsaber roll to uh, to determine whether or not you hit, which your sense is I think two D on that character, and plus your lightsaber skill, which is how many dice you would roll to hit, and your damage is your control skill plus five D uh, if you use lightsaber combat. Otherwise, it's straight five D damage, 
Uh, and your lightsaber skill. Lightsaber is under dexterity. You haul out the lightsaber. Are you going to try and activate the force to do this, or are you just going to just start chopping away with the lightsaber? Okay. So give me a lightsaber. Give me a lightsaber skill roll. Um, it's under yeah, dexterity. Yeah, five D plus two. Okay. Uh, Twenty-one. Yeah, twenty-three. Okay. Uh, just I, I will warn you: a lightsaber in general is a difficult weapon to use because there's no weight to it other than the handle itself. So it, it, if you misuse a lightsaber, there is the potential that you can injure yourself. Um, it is, but you easily ma- manage to put your lightsaber through several of these small creatures, but there are still more coming. You killed about four of them with that last swipe. And they are now coming at you, and they seem to be getting more aggressive. So there's, we'll call them, we'll call it 11 more of these creatures, and they're making little peeping noises. <laughs> Going after your feet. Is, can we pick up one and then run? You want to pick up one? Okay. That would yeah. be, you, so you're going to leave your lightsaber ignited, grab one, and run. Yes. A dead one or a live one? A uh, dead one. You want to grab one? The dead ones, your lightsaber is, the thickness of your lightsaber is about the size of these creatures. Oh. Pretty much if you hit it, it's incinerated. <laughs> So a live one. Okay, so give me a dick sti- uh, Give me a brawling roll, actually, which is under strength. Sixty plus Capture it, and because there's this will be a big roll. Lunch. No. No, we got no, a six, six on the. On the wild, on the wild okay. roll, so you, or wild die, so you get to roll that again and add yeah. it. On, on a six, you get to roll it again and add the total of both. So eight. That that's an eight now, and then add the rest of them. Twenty-six. Yep. Yeah. That's oh, you. That's easily enough to grab it very safely. And you just snatch it, in, you know, behind the pinchers, and uh, and get out of there. And the creatures, they're, they're not fast enough to actually chase after you. They just once you're out of their range, they're trying to get you some food. <laughs> <laughs> Great, all we need now is a stick. stick. <laughs> the, the last planet they were on, all the food was on a stick. <laughs> a rat insect on a stick. <laughs> okay, so you you have the this creature, and you, which you have no name for, which that's okay. And I'm assuming you're marching back to the rest of the group to present them with the, your creatures. Sure, look what we found, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zane is, is not in the room. She's upstairs on, on her own. What the hell is that thing? Is that a pet, or are we eating it? Eating. Can, can, I, can I figure out what it is first before you decide? Can I figure out if it's poisonous before you decide to ingest it? Sure. So that's an alien species rule? Yeah, we'll call that an alien species rule. Nine. You have no idea. Okay. I'm at a loss. Eat at your own risk. How hungry are you, Duel? Want me to go find you a stick? 
<laughs> um, is there anything to make fire with? You could probably scavenge something to, to make fire with. Um, the present, if you wanted, you could go back across the bridge and gather some wood, if you would like to do that. Yeah, I'm comfortable leaving at least the immediate okay. building. Alright. Uh, I'm not going to make any, make any kind of roll to do that. You can go, just go gather an arm load of firewood. In the meantime, while he's gathering wood, uh, starting a fire is actually really easy with the, with owning a lightsaber. Um, it pretty much involves igniting the lightsaber and touching anything. But So that's that much is easy enough. Um, what are you two going to do while he's off looking me cook your rat bug? Well, now we own species. No, that, that's just my euphemism for it. Um, we could do a danger sense thing. No, huh? there's no danger. Uh, she didn't sense any danger. If you look at your four skills, sense is not your strongest ability right. on that character. Yeah, I just saw that it was yeah. Um, I'm actually not using my lightsaber to ignite it. Okay, you know I'm following that directive of only use it if it's entirely necessary. Okay, well she she really did mean in public, but that's she does want you guys to practice. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, this is moderate. Let's hold it up in the air with telekinesis. <laughs> hold what up in the air? The rat? Uh, moderate for one or five seasons. There's no, there's no combat. Okay, sure. Is there a point? <laughs> <laughs> practice. Just practice. Yep. Can we get our stats up or something? You're, you're, gonna, you're just gonna practice levitating the, this. Rat bug around, okay. Uh, get, just for, for for the heck of it, give me a uh, tel- a uh, contr- alter roll. Excuse me. A what roll? Alter roll. Alter. What's yeah, you're four skills. Okay. You got five D on alters. You're fine. <laughs> Don't forget to include the force die instead of one of them. I mean, you could any roll you make, just pick one one of the die to be the roll. The wild die doesn't really matter. No problem. Uh, You're able to, to send the rat bug flying around the room, and I don't know what your sense of whimsy. What does that look like? Are you, are you doing it mechanically, it, like doing it very precisely, or are you doing it like zooming around? How, how, what does that look like? We're just spinning around. <laughs> Okay, so by the end we'll have one very dizzy rat Just practicing until it gets the fire going, I guess. Okay, and what, what are you doing while they're playing with the... I shake my head and walk out of the room. Okay. <laughs> Go back to wherever my sleeping area is. Okay. Muttering something about boys and toys and... <laughs> Okay, you return with your 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 firewood, and are you going to give him over the uh, your rat bug? Yes, sure. We'll toss it over. Okay, telekinetically. Okay, and you're going to cook and and prepare this. Uh, I'm assuming. Sure, they're going to hold it there. I'm just going to flip it. Okay. 
<laughs> I was gonna say you could you could really practice and rotate it with your tongue pieces, <laughs> rotisserie style rat bug. <laughs> Force uses George Lucas never envisioned. <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> will not go there. <laughs> you go ahead and finish your prepare your preparation of this bug, and you're gonna are you going to eat it now once you're done, or? Mm. Cook it a little more. I like it. I like it well done. Okay, no, no rat bug tartar. <laughs> Your species. Uh, I mean, uh, well, we we looked when we found the club. I mean, we uh, there was no sense of danger. There's no life. What's at least mean if the power thing can be kept up. I'm sorry. What power? Like this power may be kept up. It just means that once you activate it, you can keep walk continue. You, you can walk around with that power activated. So I didn't actually ever say that my danger sense was down, but right. As long as, as long as you're not making any other rolls, then it, there's no penalty for. Okay. This is not the tastiest thing you've ever eaten. In fact, the ration bars are probably a serious improvement to them. The ration bars are not sweet, or they're basically, you know, packaged cardboard, but they're at least nutritious. Um, this bug... Not... Uh, don't get any more. They're, they're not ripe yet. <laughs> now, your species is, is... Both your species are actually carnivorous, so... Um, you, and your species is a hunting species. Is has a reputation as hunters. Um, you, you're welcome to try it if you want. Yeah, I'll sure. Sure. Okay. So you go ahead and try your your rat bug, and it it actually to to the barbell palate it actually tastes like home. It's 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 a, certainly an improvement over the ration bars as far as you're concerned. It's not. Uh, it's not fine dining or anything, but it, it's definitely something that that barbell. You, in fact, it might be a little overcooked for your taste. It, raw is, is probably just as good as anything for the barbell palate. But okay, I guess after uh, taking the bite, and, uh, 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 a little bit of uh, heartburn. Um, Go ahead and go back to my room, I guess. Start looking for ways to kind of fix it up since we're going to be here a while. Okay. And while, before you get very far, while you still have the fire going and while you guys are sort of munching down on your rat bug, um, Zane comes back in and very solemnly, please, my friend, this is seat. And she encourages you to... And she sits in front of the fire and sort of indicates that you're to take assigned seats, so it's sort of, I guess what's become traditional for you guys. I plop down on my seat. Okay. The time is coming when I will leave you. This is a place I have long seen. I do not know where your road takes you from here. I do know you will stay until I am gone. Once I am gone, I would ask only that you continue your studies. You may choose to remain together, you may choose to remain apart, but I will ask one of you, 
right before the end, to take an important package for me. Keep it with you at all times, and when the time comes, it will tell you what to do with it. The end as in you're going to die here? I have only seen that this is the end. This is the end of my story. And it is here. I have given you many lessons over the years. But to become true Jedi, one must always face a trial. A trial for a true Jedi always involves sacrifice. Some sacrifice a hand, a mother, a friend. Others sacrifice something more personal, something they love. But to become true Jedi is to give up something dear. I know that even the next day, or two, or three, each of you will face that trial. Do not shy from it. Do not be afraid to give up that which you hold dear. For only through that path will you become true Jedi. And she sort of closes her eyes and stares into the fire. What's important about the package? You gonna ask her? What's important about the package? The package will be for delivery to someone else. Know that the galaxy has ebbs and flows. It moves between darkness and light. You have heard me refer to this as the dark times. To us few remaining Jedi, the dark times are not a time of oppression by a political emperor, but a time when the dark side of the Force truly encompasses the galaxy, where the delight is completely suppressed, but for some small ember of hope. You are each that small ember. Time will come when you can become a flame again, but there is another darkness moving, perhaps by the same hand, I do not know. And in order for that darkness to not encompass everything, not simply the Jedi, but everything, you must deliver this package. I can say very little more beyond that, for to reveal too much, I fear you could not complete what needs to be done. And where are you going? I only know where that this is the end. So, should we find you with your lightsaber stuck through your body tomorrow? If that is my time to go? Destiny is funny. But my destiny is here. Your destiny is to be present for my end. Know that I have loved each of you as a student. And if you will permit, even as a mother. But my time as your teacher, your guardian, your mother, is over now. You must become that Jedi that I promised you you could be. Zane, you can't leave us. 
I go over and, and lay my head in her lap and beg her not to leave. Dear, dear child, I think you already know what you must give up. I don't want to be a Jedi if you're what I have to give up to get there. This is my path, child. She seems almost amused by that. So, do we need to work together then to deliver the package? Okay. You're... I've left the fire. Okay, you're leaving the fire? In case it wasn't obvious, I'm clearly upset. (laughs) We are gonna go sit out by the cliff. Okay. Just hang out there? Okay. I mean, it seems silly to try to talk to Zane anymore. I guess I'd get up and hug her and go to my room and cry some more. Okay. That will conclude part one of Falling Star, episode minus one, Dark Summoning. Please join us next week for part two. In the meantime, good luck, and may the Force be with you.